Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-hosts, Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And guys, it's time to uh, preview this 2023 UAB defense and special teams on this episode. Last week, we dropped our 2023 UAB offensive preview episode. So definitely, hey, if you somehow missed that episode, definitely go back in the feed or go to our website, blazervictory.com, and check out that episode. A lot of good content um, out of the preview in the UAB offense as we go position by position. But, guys, let's go ahead and just kind of jump into this 2023 defense, you know, under uh, first time uh, our new defensive coordinator, Sione Taufa'o. And, you know, we were able to talk with Sione, or I was able to talk to Sione back in the spring, and, you know, he kind of described his defensive style as, you know, kind of attacking and swarming the ball. Um, and Darren, you know, you you went to the scrimmage a couple weeks ago, and I know last week you talked about the offense. But before we get into you know diving into each position group, um, was was there any just general feedback you want to kind of give listeners out of what you saw out of this defense? Yeah, team speed. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I think overall team speed, we um, we are fast. Like just that goes without saying. Like we're we're a fast team. We get to the ball, um, and, and you know specific players we we'll get to during the breakdown. But uh, I love I, I really really love our team speed, and I love some of the guys that's revealing themselves. And so I guess on the position breakdowns, we'll get to it. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and start with the position breakdowns and go into that defensive line. And, I mean, you've got to talk about we, – we've got to start it off by talking about the leader up front for this UAB defense, and that's, you know, Fish McWilliams. Um, from, from what you saw, Darian, out of the scrimmage, I mean, has he kind of just kept on where he left off from last year? Yes. <laughs> like I don't, that's that's all I can give you there. It's just yes, he has. Just he he fish was giving fish. him fits. Yeah, it's fish being fish, and it's so ironic because he doesn't have all of these measurables, but he he's dominant. Every time I've seen him play, like every practice that I've seen, like the dude is. I mean, he's just good. I don't know. He's just a good player. So. Fish being fish, another guy that on the uh, on the interior that his the guy next to him, Tyreek Howard, has really taken his game up to another level. Um, we have a very very good starting to interior. Um, so, and then we can we can branch out to guys like Michael Fairbanks. You know he's dropped down. He's wearing number nine this year. Uh, I talked to him at the scrimmage. I was like, yeah, I see you. You know, going down to that number nine, I said, man, you look consistent. You look good. His body is looking good. Like, he's transformed. Y'all remember when Fairbanks, came, Fairbanks first came? You know, he had some transformation to do with his body. The dude, I see the traps and everything now. You know, I can see the muscles bulging out. I'm like, yeah, he's transformed his body. He's, he's on the edge. Another guy that's bigger than what I thought. I didn't know Desmond Little was like a 6'5", a legit. Did six five six six kind of guy? Oh yeah, yeah. You know he was wearing number one out there. He was uh, good speed and stuff coming off that edge. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this this D line is pretty damn good. And we were doing a lot of so yeah. We uh we're gonna be good up front. Another guy, Joker Joker Gill. 
he was really good. He was he's had his opportunity to shine and transform his body a lot. Um, as uh, as one of those edge guys, Nakia Eason, um, was really nice out there on the uh, on the edge. Of course, doing what he do. Um, Michael uh, uh Michael Johnson or is it Michael Moore? Michael Moore. Moore. Yeah, Michael Moore was a guy that we didn't hear about. And I think he got injured, but I think we saw him during the spring game running with the ones a lot. But he's a guy that I saw out there a lot. And I'm like, man, who's this 95 kid? You know, he's tall. He's rangy. But talking to the other players, they were like, yeah, this is his first time really being able to play. He's been dinged up and injured his whole time here. So now you actually finally getting to see him play. And the dude can play. You know, um, one guy I wanted to see out there was a. Uh, Kel- is it Keldon Johnson? Mm-hmm. Yep. I wanted to, but he wasn't. He wasn't able to practice. He was a little dinged up, but he was clear. He was clear. They was just holding back for for that point time. But um, <laughs> I was asking some of the players, uh, some of the former players. I was like, "Who is this big dude with the dreads right here?" Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell because he he had his pads on. Well, he didn't have his shoulder pads on. He just he was just dressed out. I'm like, who is this big dude? Like, is this a new guy that we have on the team? You know, he's this, he's like this big six 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 five guy. He got muscles everywhere. And I'm like, who is that dude? I do not know who that is. Well, it was it was him because I eventually just went over there. I was like, hey man, you play in or like? And he told me, I was like, oh, I didn't know you were this big. Um, <laughs> so. Um, I know that was one of the things like we um, in the past, we have we had those, you know, Alex Wright type of guys um, on, the, you know, those power rusher type of guys. And it seemed like we didn't have them on the roster anymore. But yes, we do. In, in short, we we really do. Um, so I, I like what we have um, on the D-line. But, you know, I think we're going to see some freshmen sub in. You know, one guy I was really impressed with, um, Jimmy John. I know this is gonna kind of surprise you, but McQuan, uh Merriweather. Oh, okay, okay, from yeah. Columbus. Not, yes, not only was he getting reps a lot with the tools, he was making plays, and he looked like he belonged, and it and it totally surprised me. I did not expect to see that. But he was there getting to the ball. I was like, who is 44? I kept seeing them flash. I was like, who is 44? I don't know who this is. And I looked at the roster. I'm like, oh, that's a true freshman we got out there making plays. You know, I asked, um, I asked the D-line coach about him. I don't know why I always get here and I always start forgetting names, man. Miguel Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I asked Coach Patrick about him. And Coach Patrick was like, yeah. He was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, yeah, man. He was like, he was like, trust me, I know what I'm seeing. I know what I'm seeing. Like, I know what I'm gonna. I want to offer this guy. You know, it's like, all right, you know, that gave him leeway to go ahead and do what he do. And he was like, I know, you know. He's like, he's he's a guy that doesn't have all of the the measurables and blah blah blah. I was like, we got a guy like that on the team right now. He was like, exactly. Sometimes you just gotta know what you see and know what you're looking at. He was really punching and using his hands and extending really well. And I was impressed to see Merriweather not only out there, he wasn't just the body for depth. He was making plays. So I really wanted him to wanted to give him his flowers and hopefully he can continue to grow. I'm excited. I that's not a guy that I I thought that he was gonna be here at this this quick, but he is. 
Um, and another guy was the guy, <laughs> Jimmy, what's the freshman name that uh, had the ridiculous amount of tackles uh, from Mobile, I believe? It's got to be Thomas. He's got a twin brother. Last name yes. Thomas, though. Is he like at 97 or he's got yes, like a number that, in the 90s? Yes, that him. He was another guy. Like, first of all, he, he has a developed body as a freshman. He was out on the edge. He kind of looked like the rest of those Desmond Little type of guys. He's big. He's fast. And he looked ready to play. Tyler Thomas, yes. The guy looked ready to play. Did uh, he have like 1,000 tackles a senior season, Darren? <laughs> it was something ridiculous, <laughs> you know. But I can see because the guy was really – and I can tell. I think he came in a little thin. But, no, he wasn't thin out there. and He was. He put on size. There's another guy I wouldn't – I would not – be afraid to have him in a rotation to get a couple plays in because he made plays, you know. So, yes, we will have some young guys rotate in on the D-line, but also, yes, we have some good veteran guys on the D-line that I'm comfortable with playing, you know. You had the transfer from Florida State was out there playing. Um, Woody. You know, uh, yeah, Woody. We named out. Woody, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we named out a lot of the other guys that was out, and they all performed well without. Um, Mayala was another guy that wasn't out there that was deemed mm-hmm. up as, as well. You know, it was just precautionary stuff. Um, so we didn't even have Mayala or or Keldon Johnson out there, and we still looked good. Um, so and we got a, a stable of young guys. I'm really excited about our future. You know, to be honest with a lot of his young guys. But but the most impressive guys were Fish and Tyreek. Oh, shout out to Daniel Harris. Daniel, okay, Daniel Harris is not gonna play because Daniel is small, right? He's like yeah, maybe 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Daniel Harris is gonna be a premier pass rusher. That dude, <laughs> to be small, he has a lot of dog in him, but his get off is good and he, he was, people were like, who the hell is 18? Who is 18? I'm, I'm seeing him get like back-to-back sacks. And I'm like, bro, if you if you put some weight, if he gains 30 pounds, if he red shirts again, he, if he comes in 230, 240 next year, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not starting. Because <laughs> you just can't, you can't keep a guy off the field that's, that has that type of get off and that type of burst. I'm I'm really really excited for our future. And Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but the feeling that I'm getting out of the staff too is that I mean they don't really care, you know, about seniority. Like if they if they've got a freshman that can play and he's ready, they're gonna get him in the game. He gonna, he's gonna ball. He's gonna See, ball. I like that. Like it's that. all about performance, what you're doing on the field, and also the speed of which you learn mentally the plays. If you if you're not making mental blunders and you're and you're performing on the field, you're playing fast. Then what does seniority really mean? Because seniority really means that you're just more comfortable with the playbook and with and with the speed of college football and the physicality. Well, if you're proving that that doesn't matter to you, that you had all you needed was a spring and a summer and you're comfortable as well. Now it's about who's the best player, you know? So I think uh, a lot of those guys are rising to the occasion. 
Darren, let me ask you this. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had a player transfer out from that position group grad transfer. Obviously, going into the scrimmage, I would think that we all share the same opinion that we feel really good about the present and the future about the defensive line. Do you, after seeing the team play and what you know at this point, um, do you think that that departure is really going to have us take a step back? Or where's just your overall confidence level, even with said departure from the team? Well, it sucks because he was a good player. We we can we can be upset about the way he left because and we we can talk about that more on the Patreon. How about that? We'll get you know in detail about that on Patreon on the Patreon. But we could be upset about that, but we can also admit that he was a good player and I think he developed over time. Um I would say that his instant impact of course, would have been good because he was a good player. You know, I think he was like one of the top defensive line guys to watch in the AAC or something like that. Uh, but I can also say just going to the scrimmage to see him, seeing what we see. Um, I can also not be worried about that position, if that makes sense. Like, it's like, like missing Debo. Of course, you would want Debo on your team running the ball. It's Debo. But with all of the guys that we do have, I'm comfortable with what we have. So that's how I feel about missing that player. Gotcha. Um, well, I, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Joker Gill because that I, I thought that he's had a really good camp so far. Um, just the, just the way his his body is looking um, and the way he practices, I, I hope to see uh, an impact from Joker Gill this season and also just some other guys that I wanted to mention, um, just seeing uh, Darren and you can talk about them if you want to. Um, but Kevin Penn, you know, obviously he, you know, he's been, been a guy that's kind of gotten into the rotation a little bit. Um, but maybe UAB fans can expect to see a little more out of Kevin Penn this year. Um, if he can stay healthy and some younger guys too, you know, I know you mentioned Woody earlier, but I mean, like a, a Connor Knight or an Emmanuel Waller. I mean, I, I think this defensive line that UAB has this year is solid. Um, so I expect good things out of this defensive front. John, I want to say right now, Emmanuel Waller is at the top of my list for people I'm really rooting for. That guy, his story when he was committed uh, to UAB, we had the coaching change, but how he quickly recommitted to the new staff and really tried to anchor down you know, this really strong recruiting class that our new staff brought in and really to see he's got his own YouTube channel where he does some videos and some social media content. And he seems like someone, Darian, that's actually put on some good weight, some solid weight since he arrived. And he's a pretty big guy for a true freshman as well. Yeah, he was one of those guys that just seamlessly fit out there. I think he ran with the twos and threes. Um He's another guy I would not be surprised to see out there. He's an he's one of our favorites. Like like you mentioned, all the reasons why. So shout out to Emmanuel Waller. Um, we have a really really bright future among the D line, and we're still bringing guys in with the twenty four class. But yeah, like so with Kevin Penn, I think we're gonna get like a, a mixture for the twos on the inside of Antavius Woody and Kevin Penn and Merriweather. And and then we still got guys like Smalls and and uh, Connor Knight and to 
to to steal like we can red shirt maybe and then we got Wilder and Tyler Thomas and all these guys and Daniel Harris we got these guys coming off the edge um we have a really really bright future man like in two years with these guys I think we're gonna easily have the best D line in the AAC easily so Ooh, big statement yeah, yeah that was you you heard I said it with cockiness too I said easily clip it clip it. Yeah, clip it easily. Yeah, give it, give it, give it two years. <laughs> in 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 the in the in the pack AAC merger, <laughs> the pack, whatever the hell they're gonna call this, whatever it is. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I really like this group. Uh, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be solid up front. Um, I think it all depends on because we're gonna be different dealing with different caliber of offensive linemen. So I think it's about how our guys adjust to the physicality. That's going to determine how good we will be this year. But if, for next year, we're going to be ready. But for this year, how can we depth-wise? Because Tyreek, Fish, we're good. How do the rest of the guys adjust to the physicality? Yeah, and I feel like it's, you know, what we talked about last week, Darren and Jimmy, you know, it's kind of the same thing with that offensive line. You know, like you, you feel kind of confident about um, a core group. But after that, like, is – who who's going to be the guy that steps up in case of injury or you know a rotational a 12 personnel like you know from the offensive line or but but who's going to step up on that defensive line you know obviously we you just hit on you know fish being a very vocal leader in practice um and you know we're going to get to the linebackers in a minute um but but Jimmy did you have any other questions about the line before we just go ahead and move into linebackers no let's move to linebacker Okay, yeah. I hope I hope folks, you know, last week we hit on what 20 minutes on the offensive line and this week we're about 20 minutes on the defensive <laughs> line. Um but hey, very important is the uh offensive line and defensive line. So in the trenches, that's who that's who you rely on. So well, we'll move into linebackers, another vocal leader, you know, who I was able to speak to on the Patreon again, uh patreon.com/blazerpod was Jackson Bratton. You know, um did you see anything out of the scrimmage, uh, Darren, with Jackson Bratton? Because I, you know, I, I told him during our interview, like I, I noticed you being a vocal leader this year. Um, it, do you think that Jackson's kind of embracing that leadership mentality and kind of taking a hold of that inside linebacker position for UAB? Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is the simple answer. He was a guy that barely got off the field during the scrimmage and didn't complain once in. He played full speed every time. He looks bigger. He looks stronger. Um, he gets to the ball fast. Um, he's um, another guy off the field, like Zeno, that just looked like he knows he's the captain, like this is my defense, right? And he's he's walking in there. He's carrying himself that way. So, yes, I'm I'm confident with Jackson being there, totally. Good. And I mean, hey, there's some other guys on the inside linebacker position that UAB fans will need to note. And um, guys, you know, this is somebody we talked about in the spring that kind of stood out, Darren, you know, Charlie Good. I mean, was, is he still making plays out there at the inside linebacker position? Yeah. So I asked one of the former players. He was a center. I can't think of his name, um, but I asked him. He was like, man, he was like just last year, you know, I was practicing against you know, good. Um, and he was like, man, he used to get on my nerves. He was always like talking trash. 
<laughs> right. He, he was like, he was talking trash. He was like, I had to block him a lot because I had to double up to him. And he was like, he was always just going 100% talking trash, doing whatever. It was like, he used to get on my nerves. But he was like, I'm not surprised. You know, so I was, I wanted to ask some guys about Charlie Good and you know, how surprised they were that he was in this position that he was in because he's going to play. And he's going to play a lot. And they were like, no. Nah. Dude went 100%, 100%. He's gotten bigger. He was one of those headache guys. He was going to run into you, give you everything everything he got. And and he was going to let you know about it. He was going to talk about it. I, I love players that got that dog in them, right? You know, and it seems like he was one of those guys that got that dog, and they're not surprised at all. I think, they, I think he just needed to get bigger and get used to the speed of the game. He's clearly adjusted to that. He's prepared his body and his attitude, his demeanor to be in this position. So I'm, I'm excited for him to get to showcase himself. You know, another guy that came along like that was Noah Wilder. You know, what was the school Noah, Noah came from, if y'all can remember? Oh, my goodness. Jim, uh, do you remember? Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb, yeah, that's right. A Gardner-Webb transfer, right? He came in, and I remember, I remember, I remember them talking about him. They was like they called him like Wild Wolf or something like that. Like he had the long hair, he was just flying around smacking people. I feel like it's kind of the same thing with Charlie. Like he, he just seems like it. He's following in that in that, that mode of uh, Noah. So we've seen this story before, and we see we we've seen how much that worked out for us. So. I'm happy for him, and I'm happy. I'm. I really like hearing from other players that they're not surprised, and that they uh they're also happy for him, and they're excited that we get to see what he can do now. Definitely, and I mean this this linebacker position was you know if you had to pick a question mark, um you know go going into this 2023 defense for UAB, I mean I guess the linebacker would be. Uh, the question mark specifically, um, you know, inside too. Um, but but did guys like you know Reese Collier or Tamarius Brown um, stand out to you in in, in the scrimmage? Because I mean, those guys kind of pop off in practice on on the limited times you know we we get to see um, practice. I mean, but what what would you say, Darian, about T- Tamarius Brown or Reese Collier? Yeah, Tamarius Brown has gotten a lot bigger. He is he looks ready. I'm I'm. The guys um, at the linebacker position had a lot more speed than I originally thought they did, and they were they were reading the gaps. They were getting downhill, and they were stopping plays. Um, Brees Collier played a lot kind of with the 2-3 area, and Tamaris Brown kind of mixed all over 1-2-3. It didn't matter. Um, I was worried about size. I was worried about but seeing how they transformed their body, like – Tamarius was one of those guys I thought was probably, when I seen him, probably was 215. The guy looks about 235, 240, 235. It was a lot of muscle there, you know. So I'm excited about those guys having another year to really prepare to play. And um, I think they're I think they going to provide really good depth. Um, I'm anxious to see them in game time. The linebacker group, along with Russo, he was a guy that was mixing in a lot, making plays. Uh, as a true freshman, I expect to see expect to see him play. I'd be surprised if he don't. Um, I saw Damian Miller in that linebacker some, and I think he's going to do that hybrid role thing 
kind of like a wheel bowler in a sense. Um, yeah. You know, just, just for matchup purposes, you know, maybe get down there to run fit and cover tight ends or something. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy um, from what I saw. But we really won't be able to know what this linebacker group can bring until game game time. So, but I, as far as what I saw from the, from the scrimmage, I was pleased. Good. Uh, and I know we kind of hit on the outside linebackers earlier. You know, when, when you discuss, or we discussed, you know, Nakia East and Fairbanks. Um, did, and did you talk about Desmond Little? I'm trying to remember. Did, did yeah. you bring up? Okay, good. Um, well, Jimmy, yeah, tall, have, tall, yeah. physical guy, long, physical guy, wearing number one, looking like a stud out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jimmy, if you got any questions, go for it. Hey, my my question was going to be about Damian Miller. Just we heard a couple weeks ago that they were mixing him in with that linebacker group, and I was just curious what y'all's thoughts were into that situation. Was it something where you read into maybe the recent addition of uh, Thornton at safety, the Clemson South Florida transfer? You know, or is it potentially the need to to bring some additional strength in that inside linebacker group? You know, is that is that something you're reading into, or is it more so just to kind of create some additional versatility and uh, you know development with Damian Miller and just to take advantage of his physicality because him and his brother uh, Demond, who I know we'll talk about here a little bit you know later, are certainly very physical players. Yeah, I think it was a mixture of both. I think we have a lot of good players that we can play back there at safety that they feel comfortable with. One being the surprising Ike Roll, who's really, really, you can tell that they trust a lot. And I think he was out there starting, but just we'll get to them. But I think we have enough good players in that defensive backfield that we could take advantage of Damian's versatility. In his physicalness. So I think it's just trying to slot the player in the best position um, that we can slot him in to, to, to succeed. So um, also to meet the demands of what the team need as well. Because, you know, yeah, you can play safety, but we don't need him to play safety all the, all the time when we have pretty good safeties that we have up there that we trust. So how can we best deploy him? Um, so he can get the most playing time. And I think dropping him down at linebacker in certain packages and then back at safety in certain packages was just the best way with guys like Ray Thornton and Nike Royal and even Chris Bracey back there, um, Front Troy and all these different dudes we got back there playing safety um, and some of the transfers we got at, de- at defensive back. It was just – trying to get him on the field as much as possible without taking away from our top-end talent, I believe. Definitely. I mean, that that is a great transition into the talking, discussing the secondary. Um, and, you know, I feel Kenneth uh, Gilstrap does a great job with those guys um, in the secondary. But let, let, let's just go ahead and uh, talk about those safeties. Um, you know, like a Keandre Swoops, you know, obviously Chris Bracey, Ray Thornton, you know, Ike Rowell, um, you know, Damon Miller um really loaded back there and i guess darren you already kind of hit on them so i guess we can go ahead and go to cornerbacks um i got i got one question i do want to just dive in a little bit on the bracy situation because he's someone that chris bracy by the way he's someone that uh was the first commitment 
of the prior signing period where he had committed to Bryant Vincent, who was the interim coach at the time. And, you know, he had some other offers, but when we looked at that class in totality, he wasn't the first name that we brought up and we talked about on paper, look at the offers, the rankings, which we know, you know, are subjective anyhow. But, you know, now as we go into fall camp, you know, just from a fan observation, we're starting to hear that name, right? Chris Bracey. So, uh, Darian, was there anything in particular that really stood out of his play to you? And, and is the talk warranted based on what you saw on the scrimmage? Yeah, well, first of all, it was good seeing him wear 21 out there because to me that signifies like, oh, he's a student of the game, right? I know why you're wearing that 21, <laughs> you know. But then also, you know, uh, with guys like – I can say this about the defense. It was so much subbing going on. It was it was like some of some guys that were out there all the time. And that was like the two guys that I saw out there all the time was Jackson Braden and Ike Rowell. I'm like, do they do they, they do they get out any? You know, seemed like they were in all the time. But other than that, it seemed like a whole bunch of subbing was going on. Of course, you got guys like D Mac and Dempsey and Swoops and you got all those guys. It's like, okay, you know what's up. Like, they don't have to play all the time. Cool. Um, but with Bracey, I was trying to keep up with him and and Fontroy. I was trying to keep up with a lot of these guys. But it was so hard to, like, keep up when you're trying to, like, look at the offense and the defense. Yeah. Um, I can say I, I did see Bracey get in there. I'm trying to think if he had any pass deflections or anything. Nobody looked like a liability. I'm going to start there. Secondly, I did see him get downhill and make some um, tackles. Thirdly, he's a lot bigger than what I – I don't know why I thought he was like a smaller safety kind of guy. He's not. He's a, a pretty good size safety. A lot of the sizes of these guys really surprised me. But, um, yeah, he was one of those guys. I was like, oh, he can hold up on his own, gets a physical, uh, physical guy easily. So, but, yeah – as far did I notice any highlights from him? No. Did I see him out there making solid plays, tackles, getting downhill, being where he's supposed to be? Yes. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he got into the rotation here and there. But we had so many guys. I don't know how much he'll play, but I'm pretty sure he'll he'll get in there at some point. And kind of transitioning to the DBs. Um I mean, obviously, you know, Mac McWilliams is back. Colby Dempsey, you know, 80 Diamond had a hell of a spring in spring game. Um, and, and then the incarnate word transfer, you know, B.J. Mays, who you alluded to earlier. Um, but anything kind of stand out to you um, as far as the DBs or was it just kind of typical lockdown uh, coverage for UAB secondary? Oh, yeah, we got we got some, we got some good DBs like I I'm good. It's funny after losing Sterling, like um, but I've always been high on like Kobe Dempsey, so, but um, so I felt comfortable. Um, but yeah, just having good young guys and good guys that we're bringing back, um, they look ready to compete, man. Like BJ, like I talked about it in the offensive preview, um, but BJ Mays looks like he's big, and he has these dreads that they flow out the back of his head. I'm like, who is this dude? Oh, that's PJ. Oh, okay. Yeah, then, then seeing Ray Thornton on the other side. I'm like, 
hey, we look like we're ready out here. Like, great Thornton in that safety, and he was making plays, and B.J. Mays and Kobe Dempson competing with Desmond Little to wear number one. And I've always been high on Kobe, and then D-Mac is D-Mac. You know, one interesting tidbit is, like, one of the coaches said that D-Mac would have started at Ohio State. That's how much, that's how highly they think of D-Mac. They were like, oh, yeah, he would have easily easily been one of the starters at Ohio State. So we need to understand that some of the talent that we do have, we don't need to downplay that. He would have been a starter there. So he really is a lockdown corner. So hopefully we can just keep him healthy. But guys like Ricky Lee, look, these dudes don't, they don't look lost. Like they look like they should be playing. And, um, Ricky Lee is going to be in the mix there. B.J. Mays, Kobe Dempsey, D-Mac. Um, who am I missing at, at corner? Of course, uh, Swoops is going to be at that star position. Um, and I Maybe think... Diamond, too. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, and I feel like uh, Trey Miles. Um, we we have some, some very dependable-looking guys. I saw Jalen Ferguson make a really solid tackle coming downhill. Okay, yo. <laughs> it came downhill and popped somebody. But um yeah, AD Diamond, I think we're we're good at corner. Like I don't and I know I know this sound like a hype. It sounds like it's just a hype pod, but just from what I saw, we're gonna be competitive. I can I can say this like the BS rankings like where they have us at like finishing last. We're not gonna finish last. We're not going to finish second or last. That's a prediction I can make with my chest. We're not going to we're not going to finish last or next to last. Hey, that's that's a motivator, though. I mean, hey, that's bulletin board material with every, you know, a lot of people picking UAB to be last in the AAC, one of the worst teams in the nation. Like, hey, that's that's bulletin board material. That's that's what motivates you every day to, you know, prove them wrong, prove the haters wrong. And I guess we're going to, quote unquote, catch teams off guard. No, we we are way better than those predictions. Like I I can say that well all honestly, I don't know where we'll finish overall, but we're be- we are better than that. <laughs> like that's not it's not even close. So I guess I can that's the prediction I can give. And I'm I'm confident in our defensive backfield. And one guy I really wanted to touch on was Ike Roll because um, I did see Evan Dudley had did an article on him, and it was just talking about uh, his uh, accolades in high school. But I didn't know he was like a 3A play of the year, like kind of guy. You know, I didn't know he played quarterback. And he was like that in 3A, he was like that all around athlete type of guy, Ike Roll, right? So. I saw him playing a lot. Like, I saw him starting, and I saw him not get off the field a lot at safety. So I went around, and I was asking players, like, Ike Roy, is it a surprise? Like, he's really transformed his body. I mean, he's got, like, the – he's got the the uh, the veins coming through his biceps type of deal going on now. I'm like, wow, he was a little skinny guy or whatever. So I – but now he's this stout guy. So one thing I thought – I thought that he was more of a hitter. I thought he was more of a hitter. So, Jimmy, I think you got a question about Ike that you want to ask. Go ahead. Hey, I just want to talk about the local school where I went, Hewitt Trustful, and, and bring out a, a Hewitt comp here. So, 
how, how would you compare the game to Grayson Cash? You know, a UAB uh, player, recent graduate, made a big impact on the field because I watched Grayson Cash play in high school even before UAB, and that guy was playing multiple positions. He was doing everything from receiver to running back to punting the dang ball and scoring six, seven touchdowns in games and didn't have a lot of offers. Now, here at Trustful is at a much higher level than where Ike played at, but how would you kind of compare uh, those uh, two players' games for for UAB fans? And what I would compare about those two guys, I think I think their story is going to be comparable. I think that's what's going to be comparable. Like, you just named out all the reasons why. They kind of did the same things for the team. I honestly believe they are two different styles of safeties. Like, now seeing the guy he is now, because I think – Grayson was a guy that was going to always be in the right position, and he had enough measurables to get there. He wasn't the fastest, but he was his IQ and everything was on such a next level that he had to be on the he had to be on the field. Ike is a guy. I was so surprised. I'm asking, so I'm asking all these players, and the first thing they say about Ike is his speed. Oh, fast. That boy, fast. That boy, I did not know he was that. I'm like, dang, is he that fast? I'm asking guys, and they like, like, fastest on the team fast. Like, they saying that he's a blazer. Wow. Like, yeah, I was surprised. Like, I grow, I never knew. They was like, no, this dude can fly. Like, they said he got up to 24.5 miles per hour. They said, that, they said this dude can fly. And I did not know that. So, it seemed like they're two different styles of safety. He's a guy that can really cover ground, get over the field, and, and he can really hit once he gets there. I felt like Grayson was more of that all-around kind of throwback type safety guy, that dependable guy that you know you're going to make plays in the clutch, while Ike just seemed like a guy that was such a good athlete and that if he just gained some weight and had an understanding of the playbook, there's a guy that's like, you can't keep him off the field. Because because he's such a good athlete and he he has this speed that I did not know of, like top of the line of the team. So I'm excited to see him play. I wonder that the players were really high on him. He was another guy that was a walk on, I believe, out of Fife High School. Um, I'm ready to see him play and see what he can do in the AAC. And also, Jimmy, I'm glad you brought up, you know, Grayson Cash. Uh, shout out to Grayson. He's uh, coaching at Moody High School with T.D. Marshall now, too. So that that's great to uh, see, you know, him still involved in the game. So shout out to Grayson Cash uh, at Moody High School with T.D. Marshall. And, guys, we can go ahead and transition from the defense into the special teams. Uh, just off the top of your head, uh, Darian, did you notice anything with the kicking game out of the scrimmage that you were able to see? Um, it wasn't too much that I could take away from except that Caden Long looks like a lot like his brother. <laughs> he looks just like Ty. But the thing that I can tell you is punting wise, he was punting from, you know, 40, 50 a lot going in. He was placed. I saw at least three times he, he placed it right on the one yard line. Right on the one yard line. I know, I know Trey. Had to be watching what well, had to be watching the special uh, the specialist a lot more than I was, but I Caden caught my I'm like God Lee like we done down the punt inside the five like five times, 
you know, he was doing a really, really good job with that. Now, of course, it would be different in the game. They, he didn't have players and a punt block running all at him. And, but just the placement from him was elite. Um, so I'm excited to see what he do in the game. Um, I'm going to see if he's going to be better than his brother. You know, I played with Ty, so um, I won't. I, I'm pretty sure nobody more than Ty wants his brother to be to succeed and be better than him. So, yeah, man, I I came and, uh, came away really impressed with Caden. And then you know you you've got Matt Quinn coming back as a retro senior um, too, and you know, but UAB fans, you know, are accustomed to seeing with Matt Quinn, so expect him to have another good year uh, this year, kicking the ball. Um, and hey, and shout out, you know, long snapping, you know, with Xander Eccles, um, you know, I know he listens to the program. So shout out to Xander Eccles um, on long snapping. Um, return game wise, uh, Darren, do you think UAB fans could uh, expect to see, uh, you know, whether it's Skull, TJ Jones or, you know, who, who do you expect? kind of to return the kicks and punts for this UAB team. I, and I know, and I know I granted it's just one, uh, yeah, that's Jimmy too. That's a good point. Um, just one scrimmage, but, but were you able to catch anything with the return game? No, I think the guy, maybe TJ Jones or BJ Hawkins, BJ Hawkins is a guy that I forgot to bring up in the, um, in the offensive pod that, and that's just because like, it's so many mouths to feed, like it's crazy, but I think probably first crack at it may be TJ Jones, if I'm not mistaken. Um, wouldn't be surprised. Well, I don't think we should have to put a guy like DMAC back there since we got so many receivers that can that can do it. So, right. Um, you know, I think I think it'll be BJ Jones, or maybe I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like Iverson Hooks back there just to try to get the ball in his hands. So TJ Jones, Iverson Hooks, maybe BJ Hawkins is a guy that can get like these guys deserve touches. Like they can make plays. So um, Jimmy, J- Jimmy, we need to bring that up. For, did Debo <laughs> really return kicks for the Vikings in that preseason game? <laughs> he did. Yes, they had him out there. <laughs> oh my goodness. He got he got popped in the first one too. Man. <laughs> the the guy tried to pop him and he kind of hesitate a little bit he didn't go down easy but yeah they had him returning kicks i'm like i don't really understand wow uh, what's going on with that situation but hell we might look back in a few years when we got demetrius battle returning kicks in the nfl (laughs) (laughs) isaiah hey good good luck bringing eight ball down i'll tell you that (laughs) um but let me see anything else in regards to special teams that guys that we need to bring up before we wrap this thing up well, what are we at? 44 minutes. So we are right on the line. You know, we went a little over last week, but right now we're under 45 minutes. Guys, again, just plugging the Patreon. Well, before we plug the Patreon, if you want to support the Blazer Victory podcast, you know, other than the Patreon, just subscribe to this podcast, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, YouTube, wherever you're listening to us right now, hit that subscribe button so you do not miss any future episodes of the blazer victory podcast and darian jimmy next week is game week where we're going to preview nc a and t man can't believe we're at this point um where we're about to kick it off but exciting times on the blazer victory podcast and you guys can expect two episodes a week 
you know, the first episode previewing the game and the second episode will be a reaction to the to the to that game. You know, hopefully most of the time we'll be able to do an instant reaction. But hey, sometimes we have to <laughs> we have to kind of sleep on it and give it to that next one a reaction. Ain't that right, Darren? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, hey, we're about to be in full uh, Blazer Victory podcast mode. This will be the fourth season covering for the Blazer Victory podcast. This will be Darian's second season and Jimmy's first football season. So we're excited to see, you know, all the takes that the guys have this year. And we hope for a very successful uh, year under Trent Dilfer with the new conference in the AAC. But again, subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash blazerpod, where you're going to continue to get exclusive episodes in interviews, you know, that's one thing we're, we're doing this year is we're moving all most of our interviews to the Patreon. And as far as I know, guys, we've had nothing but positive feedback with the interviews we've done so far um, at, at camp. Um, but it, but expect, you know, the team, the, uh, the other side interviews that we did last year that was on the free show, you know, where we're getting uh, BJ Jones for uh, to preview some NCA and T and, you know, other games this season, that's going to be on the Patreon. So it's just more exclusive content for you to consume for, and help support the Blazer Victory podcast, continued coverage of UAB athletics and $5 a month, guys. It's just $5 a month. It helps support us tremendously. And again, we are offering an annual membership discount. If you don't want to uh, pay monthly, you can pay annually and save 10%. So basically a free month of uh, the Blazer Victory podcast. But guys, anything? Oh, hey, real shout out. So Darian, by the, by the time this episode comes out, Baby Z should be here, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are another six of our baby finally. So yeah, we <laughs> should be here. So let's go. Yes, and we are giving uh, Darian a a week or two of leave from the Blazer Victory podcast. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, I'm getting I'm getting my infamous lady. So yeah, <laughs> hey man, tell him the, that Patreon one more time. <laughs> yeah, bro. awesome. Well, um, excited, you know, for you and uh, Shaniqua and the fam. Um, and if it's okay with them, we will let everybody know through our Twitter handle. Um, you know, when Baby Z arrives. Um, but Darian, you want to close us out this time until next week for game week? Yes, sir. Blazer Nation, just blaze. <laughs>